Absolve me, my fathers, and pray for me, brothers and sisters. So I'm not worthy to stand here nor speak, but uh, may God give us all a word. And as we say in the Gospel Litany, may we hear and may we hear and what act may we hear and act according to your holy gospel through the prayers of your saints and the gospel tonight talks about the one word i want to take and contemplate with you on is when jesus told them his disciples take my my yoke upon you and learn from me and learn from me for what I speak about gentleness or I am gentle I'm gentle for I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls when we learn from our Lord Jesus Christ we found Commandments may seem very hard according to the worldly standards. Going the extra mile, someone asks you for your cloth, give him the cloak, or the cloak, give him your cloth, also your tunic, also. And yet, when you do it, and when we carry that commandment through Christ, it becomes very light, it becomes very manageable, and it becomes very easy. As Christ himself said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we're all celebrating those two weeks, the life of Saint Mary, how she became worthy to be called the Theotokos, how she deserved this great honor that no one can even comprehend. And yet she did not boast or became brightful or asked to be served or took down on people. She's the mother of God. I mean, if anyone can do that, it would be St. Mary. Yet, what did she do? She was gentle. She was gentle. And the gospel today, also in the morning, during the liturgy, was from the first chapter of St. Luke and talking about words that we say. And Abuna Mark had asked if we can touch a little bit about Second Timothy, um, the epistle of St. Paul to his beloved son and disciple, St. Timothy. And I want to focus on uh, words we say that we tonight can contemplate and think about how we carry our lives through our words because it reflects so this morning in the liturgy Zechariah it was it came his turn to enter the holy sanctuary and he saw the angel of the Lord on the right side of the altar and he was very afraid. And the angel told to Zechariah, it's okay. Don't worry, do not be afraid. 
for your prayer is heard. He's delivering amazing news. Your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness. You see the amount of amazing news Zechariah is receiving from an archangel. And many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And he starts talking about John the Baptist as one of the most amazing prophets, that he will take the spirit of Elijah. And Zechariah will open his mouth as this amazing priest. He was righteous. They were both found righteous in the sight of the Lord. That's how St. Luke described them. But Zechariah said, and again, remember the words, how we answer, how we respond. He said, how shall I know this? Zechariah, the great priest, is asking, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. Zechariah, you're being delivered news. You saw an angel of the Lord, but the heart is not ready to correspond and let the mouth produce the right answers, which was very different from St. Mary. St. Mary was ready with her answer. What did she say, St. Mary? I am what? The mid-servant of the Lord. Let it be as you say. I am here for you. Do with me as you want, God. And that's the message that I read over and over the epistle of St. Timothy, um, uh, St. Paul to his beloved um, disciple and the bishop, St. Timothy. And I think it's message for us as parents, a message for us as priests, as deacons, as sons and daughters, because the way we speak, it doesn't really differentiate what's our role. I can stand and talk to the parents and say, you have to do one, two, three, four. But actually, we all are obligated to speak with gentleness. And if you look at how St. Paul started his epistle, and to give you just a little background, this is the second arrest of St. Paul. He's at the end of his life. He knows that he will be martyred. And at this point, he's waiting to be headed. As a Roman citizen, he will not be crucified like St. Peter. He will, be, he will be beheaded. And instead of talking about the grief and talking about the pain and talking about how much he tolerated for the sake of Christ, he started his epistle taking care of St. Timothy. He's worried about St. Timothy. And as you know, St. Timothy was born of a, a Jewish mother and a Greek father. And not, not a lot of words about his father, but we know that his mother and grandmother brought him really well in the way of the Lord. And he was a young bishop as well, very young. He was in his 20s. And above all of that, there is a heresy that's being sparked by some of the believers that turn away from the, the true teachings. So there is a nightmare 
is happening in Ephesus. And St. Timothy, this young bishop, is alone. And instead of St. Paul telling him, come and lament with me about what about to happen to me, or goodbye and good luck, he's telling him what? And I want you to really pay attention because this is not just for parents or abunas. This is for all of us. He said to Timothy, a beloved son. Timothy, a beloved son. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And it's amazing that we start our talking with our brothers and sisters, with our sons and daughters, with our parents, with love. Imagine if love is the introduction of how we talk to one another, even if we're upset with one another, even if we disagree with one another. I love you, but you know what happened is not right. But you know I love you, and that's why I have to tell you that. Please, Habibi, right? We say that. But sometimes our emotion takes the best of us, and we jump into what? How dare you? And we start listing all the things that went wrong. Or accusation. You did one, two, three, four, and maybe rightly so. But that's not how we address each other with gentleness and love. And Christ's message today, learn from me, for I am gentle. And St. Mary, throughout her life, we didn't see anything but gentleness and a spirit of service. Even knowing her whole entire life that her son will be on the cross and will die for the world. It's a big deal that St. Paul heard this news about the heresies and about the church in turmoil, but he starts with a message of love. Let's calm down the environment first. Let's take care of things first through a message of love. So that's the first thing, that we address our kids, we address ourselves, each other in love, in love. And in love that I cannot produce because our love is so limited. We love who loves us. Even our kids when they, when we tap only into our love, sometimes if they push the limits, that love sometimes can be shaken. But when my love is being produced through Christ, then I have a fountain, an endless fountain of love. So that's why you told them, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Not peace and love from me. No, I cannot give you that. I'm limited. A message of love. A message of love. The second message, a message of concern. And he told them that I, before I told you, I wrote this epistle for you, I've done one thing. Any, any of you remember what St. Paul did? Because sometimes we run with actions. I have a problem, I need to start using my brain, I'm gonna start using my resources, I'm gonna mobilize people, I'm gonna use my network, I'm gonna use my money, I'm gonna use my degree. I know some police officers in town, I know this, I know that, and I start, what? Fixing, fixing. 
But St. Paul said, before I wrote this message, he gave us a secret. If we're really concerned, if we see things that are not happening right, we have one key answer. And he told them that this key answer was the unceasing prayer. That day and night with tears, day and night with tears, I'm doing what? I'm praying for you. I keep hearing this news that people are turning away. They're ruining the church. They're teaching wrong teachings. But before I wrote that letter, I spent many nights with tears praying for you. And again, sometimes prayer becomes our last resort instead of our first resort. When we are, yani, cannot do anything anymore, we say, let me pray, but I'm going to put it on the altar, or I'm going to tell Abuna, or I'm going to go to church, I'm going to attend the liturgy. And prayer, most powerful tool that we have as Christians, becomes our very last tool that we use. Sometimes, some of you, I'm sure, you have a life of prayer that you are able to see the benefit and the use of that prayer day and night. So prayer is before everything. A message of love and before acting and being concerned, a message with prayer. And then he starts talking about the small theme that we will be contemplating on tonight. And the first word, when he starts going through um, the beginning or introduction of his letters, typically, St. Paul, he said, hold fast the pattern of sound words. And today, God willing, we need to focus on those sound words and words in general and how they impact us. Tamasak busurat al-kalam al-sahih. Hold fast to the right teachings. And I think what St. Paul was talking to St. Timothy about what to happen, and people will grow cold, and teachings will be misused, and new teachings will come, and it becomes attractive to the ear, and it becomes more politically correct in a climate that we're in. St. Paul saying, hold fast. Hold on to those teachings. Do not let go. The good thing which you, was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. In Arabic, it's the wadi'ah. Wadi'ah means what? When you, when you give someone something kida precious, it's like uh, wadi'ah. What, what wadi'ah means? A trust, like a trust. Something that's so precious that you hold on to. Very expensive, very precious. And he's telling him, hold on to this. I know that uh, my iPad keep distracting you. So he's telling him, hold on to this trust. Hold on to this teaching, that precious teaching. And another epistle says, even if an angel come to you with different teaching, do not take it. And sometimes now we have, um, in our modern time, similar challenges as St. Timothy had. Similar challenges. 
And as Christ himself said about words and about teachings, that our words, our dealings with others will position us in one of two places, either with Christ or against Christ, not, with, not without Christ. It's either with him or against him. When he said in Matthew 12, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Scatters. Scatters mean can be a Sunday school teacher that read something that made sense. This is not foreign to the church. Most of the heresies that St. Paul is helping St. Timothy fight it started by people who were very godly, people who were in the church. Most of the heresy started by bishops or priests, or actually one of the first seven deacons, Nicolaus, that was mentioned twice in the book of Revelation, started a heresy. So no one is immune. So our words, and when we understand or try to look and search, be careful. Confirm that your understanding is in the right place. Make sure your words are not scattering. Make sure your words are not against Christ. And that's why, again, Christ would, would have very harsh message when he talks to those who look holy, but they're far away from holiness, and sit brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of abundance of heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks. And also said that we will give account for every word we say. And sometimes, this is some of the things you hear now. The traditional fasting is kind of like really something of the first century. I'm going to fast from coffee and chocolate. They're my two weaknesses. And that person, because this type of fasting is convenient, wants to what? Preach a new teaching, right? Or says, the Agveya are the words of David. And David is like me, who is without sin? Why can't I just create my own prayers? I'm going to stand and I'm going to say just my own prayer. The Agveya is something that's it's, it's very old. It's traditional. It's, it doesn't fit me. Nobody, not, nobody says that you cannot pray from your, own, from your heart. But the Agveya is the lab is the tool that helped all the saints. Because what they were saying, singing and praying through David, the psalmist. Because his prayers were not actually his own prayers. They were what? They were by the Holy Spirit. They came through the work of the Holy Spirit. Or some would say, I'm not going to celebrate these too many feasts. How come we celebrate every month three, four feasts? You know, this is nonsense. And they start making their own religion. I'm not saying anything that's foreign to you. You hear it. 
And sometimes you think about it. And unless you defend it, and you reject any wrong teachings, you might fall into the same heresy that St. Paul is fighting with St. Timothy today. They went back to pagans, and then eating the food that was offered in their temples. They were rejecting St. Paul. They said, now he's in jail. He's not the kind of apostle that we want to be following. He's not the kind of apostle that we will be following. That's why Jesus' words are very critical in this time. And he says, for your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Our words will justify us in front of God. And our words will also condemn us. We need to be careful. And that's why St. Moses the Strong says, if you keep your tongue, not everything you think about you say, the fear of God will dwell in your heart. And not fear the kid's fear of darkness or uh, you know ghosts or anything like that. No, the feeling that God is around you at all times. The reverence of God is around you at all times. And St. James also talks about words, and sometimes he says, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. If you don't stumble anyone with your word, you're a perfect man or woman. You're perfect in front of God. And no one is perfect, even if their life on earth is a single day. But when you keep that tongue and you don't stumble anyone, you are a perfect man. And he gives the examples of ships, big ships, and how a small rudder helps navigate that ship right and left. And he says that this small organ can cause, can create havoc, right? Imagine, imagine someone in a very powerful position, like a president of the United States, and they get into some kind of an uh, argument or tension with another one, another president or another world leader. And they have that button, <laughs> you know? And you start a nuclear war. World War I and II happened, so it's not so far or foreign. And what happens? Words sometimes are too fast. They're charged with emotions. That's why we need to be very careful. The, the book of Proverbs says a very beautiful verse. He says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue will have the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Some of you may wonder, Yanya Abuna, what, what do you wanna, what do you wanna say tonight? I wanna say that before we speak, we need to think. Before, when we're emotionally charged, we need to think more. You see, it's the opposite. Usually when we're emotionally charged, we jump. We say things. So many relationships got ruined because of emotionally charged interaction. So many relations between parents and kids get ruined because of charged emotions. When we're emotionally charged, 
we think more, we pray more, we use love more. Why? Because the damage that will happen after we say those words, sometimes we cannot take back. I had a very wise boss in the past, my past life, and I would get heated uh, with certain situations, especially if things were not fair. And I write this like very charged email, and uh, I'm about to send, and he'd tell me, okay, I want you to send it, but send it at 4.55 p.m. Do not send it today, like in the morning. And I want you to look at, look at it once or twice. And you look at the email and say, this is a very strong statement, so let me just delete that part. And then I sit a little bit more, I'm cooling down, and I read the email again, and I take a little bit more. By 4.55, my one-page email that was charged with a lot of emotions, and I was gonna lose my right. I was gonna start actually accumulating what? Guilt and blame, because I, I'm emotionally charged becomes a very small, practical, objective, to the point message. What happened? You kept your tongue. And that was a great lesson. And I think we all should deal with this in our own homes. Because sometimes you come from home and you're upset and work was really tough. And the first thing you say is very hurtful. What happened? Yeah, I, I could not control it. The gentleness was not there. The prayer was not there. I heard one time the advice of a wise father who said, when you come from work, try to scan your feelings and emotions and just see how tense you are. And if you're too tense, don't go right away when you arrive to your you know, driveway or apartment building or whatever. Stay in the car for five minutes and start praying and say, God, I don't want to take whatever stress that I have to my family. My kids don't deserve that. My wife doesn't deserve that. My husband doesn't. Even my roommates don't deserve that. What happens? We come and our face already has so many words. And when we open our mouth, what happens? A flood. And then I cannot take it back when I'm calm and collected. And St. Paul tells his son, beloved son Timothy, be strong. It takes strength not to meet that heresy and all the troubles in your church, in that city, without strength. Be strong, but to be strong in your own muscles. Be strong in uh, uh, how, how much you know the Old Testament and uh, you know. Be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Again, reminding you again, be strong not in your own abilities, not in your own logic, not in your own eloquent tongue. Be strong in your own, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's asking him again, that strength also needs to be accompanied by seriousness. And he gave them the example of a soldier. You know, when you come to the Nahda here at St. Mary East Brunswick, 
the, the congregation of, it's known, by the way. Yani, our kids know this is like the best nahda in the, in the East Coast. Why? St. Mary's congregation, when it comes to nahda and tamgeed and tasbiha, soldiers, yani soldiers, yani we're not joking around. Yani you come to the parking lot before Ashaya and you see the parking lot full. May God bless. But that's, that seriousness is what God expects all of us to do. We're all soldiers in his field. And we were all appointed by him. But guess what? Not every soldier is a courageous soldier. Some soldiers what? Run from the battlefield. When things become scary, they run. Or some soldiers run because the message of the church at this time and at this age is not politically correct. You know, tell you, I cannot say these things about my faith and my morals and I, you know, I can't. <laughs> they will yani, kill me. Be a soldier. Be ready to answer about the, what? The hope, the reason of hope that's in you. That we need to be ready and serious to answer. Ready and serious to answer. And he's asking him again, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of hearers. Sometimes when we speak words that has no profits, has no meanings, it ruins what? Hearers, the audience. It ruins them. Even though St. Paul told them, you know, rebuke, um, teach, but he told them do all of this, again, the first message, with gentleness. Yani, do not lose someone in the process. Yani, when you tell someone you did something wrong, don't expose him so much. Don't make him feel so small. Don't shame him too much. Don't expose that person in front of others. Because what you're doing, you're not correcting, you're humiliating. You're humiliating. And that's sometimes we do. We think when someone does something wrong, I'm gonna use him as the lamb. I'm gonna show everyone, and I'm not joking. What happens? Yes, maybe I sent the message to everyone, but I lost one, and that one Christ goes after. He leaves the 99 that get the message, and he goes after what? That one that was lost. So even when we rebuke, even when we correct one another, and I'm talking about even youth correcting kids in elementary school, or college correcting high schoolers and middle schoolers. Do it with gentleness. Seriousness, but gentleness. And it's such a hard mix. And I'll give you just one example that Jesus did that. Anyone remember an interaction with Sam Peter? Same, almost the next verse. They're asking him, Jesus asking them, who people say that I am. And St. Peter being that, like, very yani, energetic and very impulsive. You are the son of God. And he said, you know, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. This faith that you uttered, I'll build my church on. And then immediately Jesus started talking about crucifixion. 
And St. Peter told him, no, 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 God, you cannot do that. And he told him, what? Get behind me, Satan. Do not stop my, the story of salvation. Do not stop my plan. And when St. Peter denied, Jesus came in front of the seven who appeared at the, um, the lake of um, Galilee. Did he tell him in front of the disciples, Peter, you remember? I told you three times you will deny me. Who was right? Who was wrong? Didn't I tell you that? Then I give you a reminder. No, he took him on the side. He took him on the side and he started talking to him. He didn't tell him what? Peter, learn. Don't be impulsive. You're not stronger than your brothers. You denied me. How can you do that? Then they walked on water with me. No, he told them, do you love me? He just repeated it three times. And the message went. Was Jesus not serious? Was he joking around? No, he was very serious. And it hit the core of St. Peter to the extent, Lord, why you say and ask me over and over, you know I love you. But he wanted to appoint him, restore him again to the apostleship. He wanted to restore him to the apostleship. And that's the way that God expects us to talk and deal with one another. By the way, not just people in church. He wants us to deal this way with every single person on the face of this earth. Every single person, evildoers, our enemies, our bosses, our colleagues, our family, everyone, with grace, with gentleness, and with seriousness. With grace and love, gentleness, and seriousness. To summarize quickly, and help me, my fathers, the Qudis Bulis Naharda. بيبعت رسالة وداعية للقديس تيموساوس وبيقول له خلي بالك انت عندك هم كبير في أفسس بالرغم ان هو عارف ان دوت وقت هيبقى قريب جدا من وقت انتقاله واستشهاده من اجل المسيح لكن كان مهتم اكتر بابنه في الخدمة القديس تيموساوس اللي رعاه وسافر معاه لمدة 15 سنة في رحلاته التبشرية وكان هو أسقف صغير في السن في العشرينات من عمره والقديس بولس كان قلقان جدا وبدل ما يخش في الموضوع على طول ويقول له انت خلي بالك انت عندك هيرسيز وعندك ناس ماشت وبعدت عن الإيمان الصحيح ويبدأ بقى يحذروا الحاجات المهمة قوي ما فيش وقت ده he can be martyred any time he starts by my beloved son. And daiman am ndi message. Mahma kanit muhimma. Istanna al message shuaya ibda by my beloved. Ibda by habibi. Ibda in anabahibak. Ashan kida nifsiya ullak kalembas khaifa la tizal. Message of love. Tani message before you concern and talk to the person. Unceasing prayer yani eh. يعني صلاة بالانقطاع بيقول له كده فلهذا السبب أذكرك أن تضرم موهبة الله التي فيك بوضع يدي 
بيقول بكى بدموع من اجله لهذا السبب اذكرك اذكرك بلا انقطاع في طلباتي ليلا ونهارا ليل ونهار ده القديس بولس عنده كام؟ ده عنده قاره باكملها قاره صغيره يعني وفيها مسجز لكل البيشوبس وكل الكنائس وكل كنيسه فيها مشكله اللي كنيسه فيها احتياج وكنيسه فيها هيرسي وكنيسه فيها اضطهاد وكنيسه فيها ناس بتبعد عنه وتسيبه وناس بتبعد عن الايمان لا ده بيقول انا اذكرك في طلباتي ليل نهار مشتاقا ان اراك ذاكرا دموعك لكي امتلئ فرحا والنهارده اتاملنا بسرعه كده في كلمات القديس بولس اللي بدا يقولها لابنه وتلميذه تيموساوس تمسك بصوره الكلام وتكلمنا قد ايه الكلام او طريقتنا في الكلام او الكلام اللي احنا بنقوله مهم جدا مهم جدا ونذكر فيها الايه اللي اتقال فيها رب المجد من ليس معي فهو علي ومن لا يجمع معي فهو يفرق وبعد كده يقول رب المجد الانسان الصالح من الكنز الصالح في القلب يخرج الصالحات والانسان الشرير من الكنز الشرير يخرج الشرور قلبي الكنز اللي جواه شكله ايه الخزين اللي جواه شكله ايه لو انا بخزن او بدخل فيرتشوز ومواهب واصوام وصلوات اللي هيطلع هو نتاج هذا الخزين الروحي لو انا بدخل بقى تعاملات وبالمثل ورد الاساءه باساءه وواحده بواحده برضو القلب واللسان هيطلع بالمثل عشان كده القديس موسى الاسود يقول ايه احفظ لسانك فيسكن في قلبك خوف الله ويركز قوي القديس موسى على اللسان وليه اقوال كثيره جدا جميله عن اللسان وحتى برضو القديس يعقوب في رسالته يتكلم كثير عن اللسان ويقول لاننا في اشياء كثيره نعثر جميعنا ان كان احد لا يعثر في الكلام فذاك رجل كامل اللي ما يعصرش حد بكلمه ده انسان كامل امام الله انسان كامل امام الله زي كده سفينه كبيره ومتحكمه في مسارها متحكمه في مسارها وسفر الامثال يقول ايه حلوه عن الكلام واهميته اللسان الموت والحياه في يد اللسان واحبائه ياكلون ثمره احبائه ياكلون ثمره ينصح القديس بولس تيموثاوس يقول له خليك سترونج بي سترونج يعني قوي تقوى انت يا ابني بالنعمه التي في المسيح يسوع دايما الحب اللي بيقدمه بولس الرسول بيبقى من رب المجد يسوع ودايما لما حد يتقوى يتقوى برب المجد يسوع لان هو عارف حالنا الانساني ضعيف وليمتد وملوش مساحه لكن لما ناخد من رب المجد نقدر نكمل وندي اخر جزء عشان ما يعني ما اطولش عليكم السيريسنس 
او الجديه في تعاملاتنا تعاملاتنا مع بعضنا البعض وتعاملاتنا الكنسيه فهمنا لايماننا وعقيدتنا تحليلاتنا للي موجود حوالينا وطقوس مش كل حاجه افكر فيها او اقراها واسمعها من حد حاجه ممكن انفذها او ممكن ابشر بيها او اقول لولاد عندي في مدارس الاحد بيها خلي بالنا في الكلام لان كل كلمه هنقولها هندي عنها حساب فيقول له خليك سيريس زي السولجرز زي الجندي كده في يعني في ساحه المعركه بشجاعه تقوم بوجبك بشجاعه يت الجندي بيبقى ماسك سلاح بس هو السلاح بتاعنا ايه الجنتلنس ربنا يدينا ويديكم كلنا حكمه اللسان امتى نتكلم وامتى نصمت امتى نستنى وامتى نصلي قبل ما نتكلم ربنا يدينا ان كلامنا يكون مملح عارفين الكلام المملح يعني سيزند ووردز اما تقولها اللي قدامك حتى لو بتديله كريتيزايزنج او كريتيكال مثلا فيدباك يسمعه ويبقى فيه ابتسامه فيبقى فرحان فربنا يدينا هذا اللسان المعتدل الجنتل ولإلهنا المجد الدائم الى الابد امين.